everybody, and welcome to another week of board shenanigans. As always, I am joined by the venerable Reverend Brewer, a man who is as good as, as a rotary telephone is to an HDMI cable. Frankly, I'm here every week with somebody I never liked. He, he reminds me of a Regulin Bloodworm. No, no, that's not right, I just remembered. He, does, he doesn't remind me of the Regulin blood, Bloodworm. Their Regulin Bloodworms are soft and shapeless. But Cody isn't soft. Cody may be a swaggering, overbearing, tin-plated dictator with delusions of godhood, but he's not soft. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Indeed. So, this is our show. It is. And uh, so, Brewer, yes? anything wonderful and or exciting happened to you that you would like to not tell me about and go off on a random tangent? <laughs> and I was about to, too. What the fuck, man? You know, maybe I want to tell you about my day instead now. <laughs> I actually figured that was what you're gonna do. No, I was. <laughs> I was gonna say, quick! You have to make a random noise to. It's the only thing that'll stand between you and certain doom. You, the only thing standing between you and certain doom is a random noise. <laughs> well, I'd look, I'd look uh, certain doom in the face, like eye to eye with its nefarious fiendness, and I'd go. Ah, so how so? How about you? What random noise would you use to save to save yourself and all those around you? Well, I would march straight up to that evil, that evil that is contemning all of mankind, and go. <laughs> That's right, people. We decided to record things we say for your entertainment. Us. <laughs> We're sorry. It's like, no, I don't think your noise was good enough. It would not have stopped certain doom. Give me a better one. <laughs> it's funny to me. I was just expecting you to do another one and we'd just be making noises at each other for ten minutes. Oh, no, see, I've, I've, stopped, I've stopped certain doom. No, but you... certain, certain doom and I are on, are on, like, actually, certain doom just texted me and said that was a, that was a noise that would certainly stop me. Oh. Well, what if Utter Annihilation is coming approach on you? Oh, Utter Annihilation, everybody knows that Utter Annihilation is, like, you know, Imminent Atrocity's bitch. So, okay, well, what if Imminent Atrocity is, is, is goose-stepping its way up your streets? Well, uh, I guess I just have to duck. I don't know, I was trying to, like, make a goose joke here. I, I, I guess see I just that. Got a goose egg. Yeah. I guess I got a goose egg on that. Yeah. Fine, you make a better goose joke right now. Instead of uh, making fun of my goose jokes, you make make a better goose joke. Do it right uh, now. Top Gun. God damn it! I sure missed that. Didn't yeah, I? you know, if I could think of the, act the the actor's name that played Goose right then, I would have shouted it, but I didn't. Or if I knew a Goose quote. I mean, the only one I could think of was like Mother Goose, but I don't really know what Mother Goose did. Uh, what did Mother Goose do? Um, rhymed. She she was like an early rapper. Ah, she was like a rapper without the beat. And, and um, more aprons. Ah. <laughs> Though the idea of rappers with uh aprons is funny to me. <laughs> right. Oh, that's gotta be like a Photoshop thing, right? Like, like Photoshop. Shop rappers wearing aprons. <laughs> oh, if I'm not lazy, I might do that. That's really funny. Like the fuck, especially the super hardcore like gangster rapper one. Yeah, it's oh, like that's Snoop so Dogg funny. making cookies. Oh wait, that kind of makes sense. Um, um. Well, isn't it funny though that there was a time which I know I'm way behind this topical humor, but isn't it funny that there was a time in America where somebody whose name was Snoop Dogg inspired parents to fear and to throw their children's CDs away? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, I mean, or you know, it's like, oh God, run for the hills, it's iced tea. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I, I think, you know, maybe some black people during, you know, Civil War probably scra- screamed that, but, uh... <laughs> Run for the hills, they've got iced tea? Yeah. Well, because they're, you know, presumably they have iced tea, they're, they're you know, southern plantation owners, right? Oh, wow, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, the only and one that screamed your... in fear of Ice Cube was, you know, uh, Passengers on the Titanic before that. Which, how has, how have Ice Cube and Ice Tea not toured together? I mean, and, come and on, it's ice, refresh- and it's refreshment that, it's refreshment that cools itself. I mean, maybe they gave each other the cold shoulder or they had to chill out. I don't know. Um, well, yeah, you, you know, I, yeah, I would think they would slowly start, you know, in Canada and march their way down, you know, through North America and then recede, but apparently not. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Do you know what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! <laughs> the Ice Age! That's right. It all comes full circle back to Mr. Freeze. <laughs> it's it's only been 50 episodes since we talked about it, but remember how bad Mr. Freeze was in Batman and Robin? Almost as bad as Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Any other board shenanigans tropes we need to resurrect? Oh, how do you think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull would have went if Mr. Freeze was the villain in that? I don't believe, I don't know how we made it 50 episodes without doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's well. I mean, I'm assuming that he would have to have like you know the icy Kremlin. Since I mean, which that just sounds so the, the icy Kremlin is that, is whatever, that a sex whatever, position? Well, I don't know if the icy Kremlin's a sex position or a de- like a delicious a delicious uh, King Kong Grandpa can, candy freeze pop. Uh, I mean, instead of the crystal skull, it would obviously be like the ice sculpture skull. Uh, right, that would be the big dif- one of the big differences. Um, Indiana Jones and the big ice. <laughs> Indiana Jones versus the slushy machine. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of getting thrown into you know to a, a, a hole full of snakes, he gets thrown into a, to an ice hole. <laughs> I just wanted to say ice hole, and we all know that. <laughs> well, I guess he could get. I guess he could get thrown into a pit of frozen or like cold snakes, cold blooded snakes. I don't know. I how think to all make snakes snake. are cold blooded, Cody. Yeah, I know. I was trying to think of like how to make ice snakes, but I don't know how you make an ice snake. Do you at home know how to make an ice snake? It sounds Have you dirty. Participated? <laughs> I know, that's what's so funny to me about it. Oh, look at the ice snake we've got going on over here. <laughs> so exactly what would an ice snake be? <laughs> um, I think that that would be a sex position that needs that needs a uh, explanation on our Facebook page. Oh, is that what it is? I mean, you know, I think at one point in time I may have taken a picture of Brent doing the ice snake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> what if he remembers that? <laughs> or if that's enough of a clue to even get get to the area I was talking about. <laughs> uh, it would make that whole, like, you know, Mr. Freeze would make that whole, like, floating down the river scene significantly better, I think, because he would freeze so would he and they would run with, down it. would he swing with frozen monkeys? Well, like, I mean, he wouldn't would have work? to because, you know, the river would have been frozen, right? And um, I don't really remember too much of this. Um, so he, they could just walk on it. <laughs> Instead of floating, floating, floating on the river, they could just walk across it. The most cinematic excitement of all time, they walking walk- on slippery ice slowly. Stay tuned for the action, the adventure, the mystery, as Indiana Jones slippery slides his way down the icy river. Uh, I mean, it worked for uh, Lord of the Rings. Let's watch people walk. I think there was an entire Disney movie about people walking on slippery ice and apparently gay stuff. Oh, that was a Frozen joke. Yeah, okay, yeah. you kind of lost me there for a minute. Well, I, I so you know so so much of it that you've talked. Let me start that sentence over again. You talked about. <laughs> Please that. do. Please say something coherent. <laughs> Sorry, this is like the third episode we recorded in like such a short period of time. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, first world podcaster problems that we've like actually have done a lot of episodes oh, on top of each which speaking other. Of to get first, back... Yeah, speaking of first world problems, um, I just completely forgot about this. Um, so here's content that we didn't talk about. I know there's like a Reddit thing that's fifth world problems where they're like really metaphysical problems. <laughs> Let's see if I can find that real quick. <laughs> well, while Brewer is looking for that, if you do need a laugh, there's actually a pretty good website that is First World Problems, and uh, it's pretty amazing. Like, it's stuff like, I only have one charger, and do I charge my iPad or do I charge my phone? No. Oh. Things like that, where it's it's one of those like, huh, that is kind of funny, because we are that sad and pathetic sometimes. It's like, I'm gathering data for the data god, but all I can find is spam. <laughs> I'm not a racist, but I'm tired of non-existent people disappearing all the time. Or I'm I'm too lazy to log in log into my uh, email account because I don't want to type the password. There's that too. I've definitely been there a few times. It's actually the first time I went to this page. I was just aware that it existed until now. <laughs> yeah, this is not my favorite layout I've ever seen on a page. Well, I mean, I think that's Reddit. That's what it looks like. Yeah, it's not my favorite layout I've ever seen on a page. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, speaking of well, problems of worlds that you know don't involve you know infectious diseases. Don't worry, that'll be used for a segue later. Like, I don't understand why like this this style this this Reddit form or you know if you want to go even further back you know the 4chan style of why did that web page kind of like thread message 40 post let's just I don't even know how to describe it like let's just link things together and put them on a big thing why did that like catch on why is that considered a, why is that considered acceptable oh where you just like have a bunch of pictures like hodgepodge together and you have to like you know fight your way through it yeah I don't know either yeah I, I like why who decided that could be acceptable <laughs> to just like like have I don't know how to describe it like re realistically who just who decided that 4chan would be acceptable on the internet is I guess just the simplest form of the question uh, were you asking me or were you asking the audience I, realistically I'm asking you know the the citizens of the world <laughs> oh, I thought you were upset that I didn't have like a quick off the cuff answer no no once again I'm just you know po po I'm posing it for the future anthropologists that have, that have dug up our uh, podcast please please in your your wisdom from combing through and studying you know all the stuff that's happened a hundred years ago please you know devote a wing to you your museum describing how that played out and why it would really really benefit it benefits our kind because we'll eventually then know that the future understands where something we did not <laughs> which i guess speaking of um here's more content for the show that we didn't plan out um is there anything that exists in this world today that you really think that people a hundred years from now are gonna be just confused on why it exists uh, I think probably the concept of physically going to the bank and standing in line and, like, depositing. Oh, you know what's even worse, I think... though? I mean, like, having to physically go to the post office and, like, get stamps. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how anthropologists in the future are going to understand that, because they'll be like, I mean, they're going to refer to you all the time prior to stamps.com as, like, pre-stamps.com era. It's, it, it defines well... an entire era, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree with that because our 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 amazing our amazing sponsors not only transcend technology and convenience, but they also they also transcend transcend the the entire postal system. That's right. I see a future one that one mystical magical not too far away day where there will be no post office. There will just be stamps.com, and you use your stamps.com with with the uh, included scale to sh to ship things back back and forth to other stamps 
stamps.com places. That's right. Like it will, it all that will I, exist is the stamps. Yeah, I mean, I, I really see that. You know, there's just going to be stamps, right? I mean, you're not going to even have mail anymore because you have, everything's either be electronic or you're just going to like you know whatever you want something you'll just print it out of your 3D printer or you know go up to your replicator. But I mean, stamps.com will still be around because it's just such a great institution. I mean, people will just be using the stamps, you know, for for the fun that they were actually intended for, not this weird, you know, biz. Stamps will finally get to retire and you know, live a life of leisure where you can you know lick them and stick them on on things just for enjoyment purposes. Don't Except for the fact that you print your stamps at stamps.com and you don't lick them, but you know, I guess you could you know always print them on licky paper. See, and I think I think stamps. I mean, I guess you could. Actually... I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't lick the paper anyways, even if it doesn't make it stick better. I mean, I guess why should I be prejudiced to people that just like to lick paper? I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be paper either. I mean, if you just want to lick your monitor right now, Cody, go for it. Finally, this urge to to lick to lick the monitor can uh, can go can go on a, uh, you know unhindered any longer. But see, I, I guess where where you're where you're looking at it differently than I am is stamps.com is actually are actually the greatest humanitarians in the st- in the stamp uh, of like what a stamp really wants because they advocate the freedom of stamps to be licked by whom who they want to to choose their own liquor not not to be not to be so- subjects you know forced to lick and and uh, decide whose mail travel. What? No, no, no. Because with stamps.com, when you print when you print your own stamps, like you, you're you're helping free, you're helping free a lickable stamp. That's right. Stamps.com. Yeah, think of it this way. I mean, you know, for, for years and years, right, you know, stamps have been uh, persecuted. Like, they're like, oh, stamps can only be licked by mail. But we live in a world now where, where rights are starting to be given to, to gay people. So now ladies can lick stamps as well. Ladies can lick stamps. Yes, in, in this world, it's acceptable. It doesn't just have to be licked by mail. Well, I cannot you believe have you have compared stamp. stamps to homosexuals, but why not? What? Um, are, are you saying you have something against lesbian stamps? <laughs> No, I do. You heard it here well, first. <laughs> Cody doesn't like lesbian stamps. <laughs> but if I did, if I did have something, something against lesbian stamps, you you would have it recorded. And what would you what would you do with that recording? You Why need to I back would it up create I would create I, a smear campaign and go against you to stop you from ever achieving anything in life. And you could all and you could back all of those things up at Carbonite. That's right. Carbonite is there for you in your darkest hour when you think your when you think your data is gone and you needed a secure backup system. But with but with Carbonite, they're there. They're that they're that comforting arm after you your system is crashed. They're they're that warm blanket you throw over yourself whenever the room's a bit too chilly. They're 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 that umbrella that blocks blocks the wind and rain oh so nicely. That's right. Car- Carbonite is there for see for seamless data data storage and it's the sa- it's the safest kind of all time no nobody'll see your naked nude pics not with carbonite or your scruffy nerf herders those either <laughs> What the hell were we talking about before that? Before you... Well, well, I, since we're doing ads, it's really important that nobody sues us. And if somebody sues you, you should go to LegalZoom.com. No, I don't think that would help because they are not a law firm. But they could they could give you the proper advice on where, where to go, and they could provide you with many, many documents that might, that might help you. Will, wills, copyrights, bu- business documentation. That's that's right. LegalZoom.com. Your one-stop shop for for all le- legal documentation. Ah, indeed. It's quick. It's easy. It's LegalZoom. They put the Zoom in LegalZoom.com. They put the the right to a fair and speedy trial back in the legal system. There you go. Um, they plead your fifth. They they habeas your corpus. <laughs> the De- the Denny Crane of legal of legal online law law advice. Ah, indeed. 
Well, the ads came a little quicker than I intended for them to, so, uh... I think well, you, you said something... Because you, you missed, like, the, the obvious thing when you started, like, I can't believe people would go to the bank, is believe I was like, oh, I can't believe they go to the post office. Well, <laughs> that's why that's why we're here, that's why that's why we were hired for our... For if our, if uh, one of us misses a funny ad joke, the other one will make sure to get it. Right, because, uh, we, we are the key... We are the key cornerstones of funny of funny advertisement via on-demand audio. Indeed, uh, but other than banking, anything else you'd be surprised in a hundred years? Uh, I think I think probably like the concept of driving a little bit because I mean I think there will be a point in the future, and I actually don't feel like we're that far from it now, where the kids will look back and be like, "So wait a minute, they rode a horse to get places instead of like went through the teleporter or whatever." <laughs> so I I I, I think that. That concept of like, wait a minute, you harnessed an animal and put put it on a put a cart and went a place to place. So I think just the concept of like, wait a minute, you had a vehicle, you had the technology to make a vehicle, but it didn't fly in the same area you had planes. I think that's going to be hard for people to understand. Well, so I guess I guess the other thing is whenever hovercrafts are a thing, like a, a common thing, will people still roll like crank the window down? Like, will they? Does that be a thing that still exists? Um. Maybe and like their hovercraft is like bouncing up and down in the air to like their shitty music. Well, I just meant like you know, <laughs> like do they <laughs> do they have to attach fake wheels to it just so they can install spinners? What would a gangsta hovercraft look like? I guess is really the question. It's not no, it's not really the question, but it's the question I choose to ask. Well, I'm think I'm thinking that uh, it's. It's probably going to be low to the ground and possibly, possibly like armor plated. And uh, there's going to be a lot of guys in zoot suits and fedoras that get in, and they're going to be like, "Nah, see here." <laughs> no, that's a gangster hovercraft. That's completely different. Oh, oh, I get these things confused from time to time. <laughs> it'll it'll go by at it'll go by really fast, but though it was actually shot going by slowly and sped up. Yeah, the, it'll be followed by like a, a a police hovercraft that's just you know crammed with you know like about twenty more police than could actually fit into it, and they'll be like swinging their batons out the window. Um... Because as we've established many episodes prior, that uh, gangsters and gangstas are constantly at war, you know, constant waging the quiet war behind the scenes. That we're I really hope so, <laughs> and I hope it's the most stereotypical one possible. Uh. <clears throat> Once again, I don't know how that doesn't exist as a video on the internet yet. That's a, that's a valid point. Yeah. Maybe because we're the only ones who would find that funny. Well, we could, you know, if, if only we could, you know, do it right now. If only. And then also if we could only make that video. Uh, and, <laughs> indeed. So, yes. there's been a lot of diarrhea of our mouths. Like, do you want to talk about another kind of diarrhea, Brewer? <laughs> um, it was either going to be that or, holy shit, I didn't know how to do this. I was wondering, like, I was like... I guess we can do it like this. The world is gripped in terror. Terror of the most foulest kind. That's right. It could only be Ebola Watch 2014. Yes. So, I guess to preempt this, blame Cody for this segment. So, if you hate it. Because he asked me. By God, he asked me to run my mouth. And you're going to hear it. So... That's right, Cody. I'm, I I just thought that the resident reverend doctor of metaphysics and scientific skepticist among us should should maybe do what they can to stop to stop some of the hubbub and you know, quell some of the rumors. The, the, the blarney? Quell some of the rumors. <laughs> the hokum. All even? those all those things need to be calmed down so we can get like to the, the heart of the matter. And so, <laughs> or the jibba jabba. <laughs> Um, I tried so hard. I was trying so hard to ignore you. Oh, fucking Jibber Jabber got me. Um, Jibber Jabber gets everybody. Oh, yeah. But 
I thought I thought that he could cut through some some of the some of the uh, malarkey that would uh, involve. It's been around the Ebola thing, so uh, you know. You know I guess uh, cue, cue your dramatic music and go for it. Okay. Yeah, there's gonna be dramatic music right there. Apparently, I'm an engine that doesn't start, but okay. I wasn't sure. It's like, well, have you ever seen one of those 55 gallon drums, you know, fall down some stairs? That's my co host. You know that weed eater that your neighbor has that just doesn't start all the first time? That's Cody making dramatic noise. He doesn't understand the difference. Uh, have you ever heard a novice at the didgeridoo? Cody James is that man. <laughs> Remember in band practice when somebody dropped a tuba down the stairs? There you go. Is, is dropping the tuba down the stairs a sex thing? It could be. Uh, so, so hit him with the Ebola. All right, so... But nobody panic. Or do you? Stay tuned, listeners, to find out. Well, I figured we obviously have to start at the beginning. Um, the beginning would then be... Um, in 1976, Bola was first discovered... It is largely centered in West Africa, uh, Central and West Africa, where it lives within um, within animals primarily. Um, it's not 100% like for certain, but it appears that fruit bats are like the big reservoir for um, Ebola. Ah. Where apparently it can kind of live within them, but not make them sick, so they can kind of spread it to things or and stuff like that. But it's you know not 100% sure. But you know, if you got a fruit bat, maybe now is not the time to have a fruit bat. Um. <laughs> I know Cody has a big fruit bat collection. Um, he 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 puts stamps on them and then and sends them through the mail. Ever since you know carrier pigeons died out, um, I once saw him make a sweater out of fruit bats. It was weird. They were still alive. Um, Ebola is uh, part of a class of diseases known as viral hemorrhagic fevers, which um, would also be a good name for a band. Um, <laughs> viral hemorrhagic. Yeah, I like it. Which you're, I I know what most of you're saying is like that's sure a lot of fancy words right there. What does that mean? Um, it means it promotes bleeding by consuming like the parts of your blood that form clots so it makes you bleed <clears throat> and um from the moment of infection it takes for like the average person to first start seeing symptoms five to seven days but it could be anywhere from two to 21 days so if you've been exposed to ebola go hide for about a month and you and if you're not sick you're not going to be sick so after, so, like, if you were exposed to it after 21 days, you're you're not sick after that. You're pretty good. So, what would be something that you need to be on the lookout for? Well, one thing you need to be on the lookout for is um, if you besides happen to, fruit bats. Uh, besides fruit bats, one one other interesting thing you should be on the lookout for is if you had Ebola, which most, I'm sure a great amount of our audience has. Um, that's sarcasm. Um, uh, if you've had Ebola and you've gotten over it, like you lived and you're a man, the virus can like live within your semen for up to seven weeks so remember that <laughs> don't, don't go have some awesome like i just lived sex because <laughs> that's a little piece of information that is not being reported very well your semen could could keep the, the the ebola alive don't don't be a don't be a fool wrap your ebola tool yeah exactly you know don't be a typhoid penis <laughs> friends friends don't let friends drive diseased dicks yeah now that all that fear-mongering was done well there, there might still be a little bit 
One, one important thing is uh, it does not live in the air. It is not an airborne disease. It doesn't travel through the air. It doesn't, it doesn't like get in its little P-51 Mustangs and fly at your face. Um, you don't have to worry about, you know, any, any zeros crashing into your, your Pearl Harbors um, up filled with Ebola. Um, it's not an airborne disease. You're, you're, it's, it's normally not spread by water. It's not a waterborne disease. And in general, not by food. The only way it'd be spread by food is if, you know, someone decided to like bleed all over it. Your food, which realistically so is a good reason not to eat. <laughs> don't eat bloody food, okay? Yeah, don't, so don't. fruit bats and bloody food are good things to avoid. <clears throat> yeah, um, you only can get it by the transmission of bodily fluids, uh, which would then be you know you get like something like someone's if you're into some weird peeing shit and someone pees on you with Ebola, um, you know, and then you like decide to touch your mu- your mucous membranes, which um would be well, think of parts of your bodies that are moist. <laughs> That would be your mucous membranes, like your nose or your mouth or your eyes. Um, I think you see where we're going with this. <laughs> think of holes in your body. Don't touch those. Um, so uh, don't don't touch don't touch your eyelids after you've had a golden shower. Okay. Yeah. Right. Or you know so or you know you you decide that you would uh, employ some vampire fetish or you know someone decided to vomit all over you. Um, but this is also very important: is that you can it can only be transmitted by people that are showing symptoms of the disease. So they have to actually have you both first off and then they also have to be you know sick from it now okay now you're now you're wondering what is this sick how do i how do i tell if it's ebola and not you know chicken pox well um as described by um agents of the cdc or doctors of the who um that would be the world health organization um which is the uh the um uh, UN equivalent to the CDC for those that didn't know, and and, and also um, they travel throughout time and space. The WHO seems to refer to it as um, uh, EVD because it's worse than regular VD, I guess. <laughs> extra extra VD. <laughs> but they seem to, which I'm assuming is uh, e- Ebola virus disease, viral disease. Um, it is often characterized by sudden onset of fever, intense weakness, muscle pain, headache, or sore throat. Um, that's the beginning of it. Which those symptoms do sound a little familiar to flu, so don't get scared when you see someone with the flu, um, because it is then followed by vomiting, diarrhea, rash, impaired kidney and liver function, and in, and in some cases both internal and external bleeding. Laboratory findings include low white blood cell count and platelet count, elevated liver enzymes, so those are the things to look out for. Um, make sure to count your white blood cells every day and count them often. And it can, um, and, and people that survive it can potentially have very bad long-term complications like hepatitis, fatigue, headaches, and testicular inflammation. Because balls are always funny to talk about in the show. So there's that. There's your symptom. Now I guess some some quick stats about this particular one. Uh, this out- outbreak is confirmed to be the uh, Zaire Ebola strain which is the deadliest of the Ebola strains. But, well, and I guess as of as of, of 2014, October 14th, um, there are 4,033 deaths worldwide from it. But interestingly enough, this is the most, um, like I said, uh, deadliest version of the Ebola. Um, it is only, its kill rate is only 57%, which is well below the average of 78% that in, in past Ebola outbreaks. And this one, it, untreated, this virus has like a 90% kill rate. So obviously we're doing a good job here, people. You know, and, this, so, and like I said, this is the biggest outbreak of it. I don't know if I said that already or not. That's in the notes as well. So yeah, you're, you're asking me like, how dangerous? Do I have Ebola right now? Do my friends like, have Ebola? Does my dog I mean, there's, have Ebola? There's, there's, one, there's two confirmed cases as as of this podcast recording right now. Like how, how much of a pandemic should America be in? Should should we close the borders? Should 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 we start burning everything? Like what level what level of craze craze should we get? 
Yeah, like, yeah, as, as Cody put it, um, there are... Well, here I think here are the numbers in general. Um, in uh, in Sri Lanka, there have been uh, 90, uh, 930 deaths. Uh, Liberia, there have been two two thousand three hundred sixteen deaths. And um, get, um, other African country, Guinea, sure, Guinea. Guinea, it could be. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen Guinea spelled out. Um, there's been seven hundred seventy eight deaths. Um, in and in the United States, there has been one death. With one case of it, we don't know how that one's gonna go over. Uh, Spain, there has been one case of it. Um, so Nigeria, there have been eight deaths from it. Okay, so so say that, so say that like the fruit the fruit bats come and just people like start like, say it does go to pandemic stage or actually or just even it becomes more widespread. There's there's a, a cure for this, I assume, right? Well, there is not a cure for it right now. There, there is not. Um, there are there are very good treatments for it, as far as you know what to go through of like you know, as to, you know ha- you know help you stay alive. You know they can replace fluids you've lost and give you anti um, antibiotics for you know secondary infections, things like that. Um, there is a vaccine in the work and a treatment in the work as well. And I know there's been a little bit of trial on it, from what I understand, is like a, a super experimental one that was basically you know not not particularly something that that was allowed to be given, but they did try it on some people that were going to die. No no matter what anyways and but there is no i guess quote unquote legal cure for it yet which is yeah i know it's gonna stand in the way of some stuff and it's this that weird middle ground of you know what medicines can you give and what from when and stuff like that but there at this point in time there is not but there there are some pretty interesting um interesting uh trials for a vaccine which but i guess as far as other things about it um oh because you don't even don't even underestimate how many notes i have on this um <laughs> Like I said, you're you're worrying now. So there's been two cases. Well, you know, sure there's been those two cases, but that's where it always starts. I've seen those movies. It hasn't been 21 days yet since those outbreaks. It could be just waiting, right? Well, you're probably more likely to die from the flu than you're going to die from Ebola, partially because the flu is airborne. So really, you shouldn't be worrying about Ebola. You should be worrying about the flu, you know, just the everyday seasonal flu. Um, be afraid of that. Be afraid. Um... <laughs> The sheerest way not to get it, um, don't go to West Africa. If you're in West Africa right now, you know, don't, don't be. Um, that's the easiest way to not get it. You know, don't start licking people's faces in hospitals. I mean, I guess if you're in Dallas, you know, be careful in the Presbyterian hospital not to, you know, step in large piles of blood. That, that's a good way to not get it. And like I said, it's through, it's through fluids. So if you're, but you know, really, I think those are good advices to any disease. Don't touch people's fluids. Really, really, unless, unless you're very close. <laughs> with that person maybe you don't need to be touching anybody's fluids at all <clears throat> yeah exactly yeah um the cdc has implemented an enhanced entry screening at five u.s airports that receive 94 percent of con- of travelers from guinea uh liberia and sri lanka so there's the u.s government doing its part i guess um like i said there has been one confirmed case in spain so that's i guess the other first world country that has 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 gotten it and um uh, Nigeria and Senegal have not reported any new cases since September 5th or August 20, 29th, respectfully. Um, so it's pretty much contained there already. I said the biggest, the biggest thing is, you know, it is spreading pretty fast and it is kind of spreading a little faster than like some of the doctors can handle it. Um, because of these reasons right here. Oh, also I should mention that the Democratic Republic of Congo has reported, um, cases of Ebola, but they are not related to the Ebola outbreak in, uh, West Africa. This is separate Ebola. This is a different Ebola. It, you know, it's that re- it's that rebel Ebola that you know parents didn't like its taste in music, so it went off to start an epidemic somewhere else. 
because Ebola is just a thing. It's around. I mean, it's always been around and it's just always been, it's just never been, which, you know, they're, they are saying, you know, this was the first case of Ebola in the United States. That's kind of true. Um, it's the first one that has been diagnosed here that we didn't already know was here. And by that means, you know, that we've obviously had people with Ebola in the country before because we've been, we flew them here to, for treatment or, you know, we have, we have live samples of it here for research and stuff. I mean, Ebola has been here. It's just not so, so people know what Ebola is and, you know, um, here's the, here's kind of what, what happened. The reason why it is kind of as bad as it is right now, kind of, other than, you know, it's just a, not a nice disease. It's really kind of a story of human error. Um, it's really kind of shows like the human limitations and like frailties is why it's the way it is. And also because, uh, West Africa, Africa sucks. The culture there is kind of part of the reason why it spread as much as it did, because there's this widespread superstition, like distrust of government and like outsiders and paranoia in, in there. For instance, um, in, in Guinea, eight healthcare workers trying to treat the Ebola epidemic were, were killed with clubs and machetes by villagers who assumed they were trying to spread the disease. And another thing is um, there's a lot of reports of people there that are not going to like the treatment centers because they think that they're going to get quarantined and left to die opposed to being treated. Also there, like their burial practices are not good for diseases. Um, so in other words, they just, they, their burial customs, I guess, involve like things that, you know, like leaving the body out for a while and like touching it and stuff. So don't touch dead bodies, kids. <laughs> no matter what Stand By Me taught you. <laughs> Always poke it with a stick. So, it, you know, kind of some of that stuff there. Um, and here is the more, the most dastardly of the spreads. Um, Ebola spread from Guinea to Sri Lanka through the actions of one person. Um, so all those deaths I said, those 930 deaths are all attributable to one person. A herbalist. Yes, a herbalist. So a, pra a practitioner of what is, what is kindly called um, complementary and alternative medicine, or as I like to call hui, um, you know, hokum, bunk, woo, if you prefer. Uh, the herbalist set up shop in Sri Lanka and like kind of near the border and... Um, and infected patients, you know, traveled across the border to get her get her treatment. Well, you know, her treatment doesn't treat it. It's just like here, rub these leaves on you, kind of stuff. Drink this tea. Um, and and she also did not practice any form of isolation or precaution. So she just you know let these people wander willy nilly around because her tr her treatment, you know, she was a true believer. She believes her treatment's gonna work. Well, I guess there is some poetic justice in it because uh, she did catch Ebola and died. But it gets sadder than that. Um, at her funeral, more people were infected. So that's that's that. Um, and this brings up a, t a small point where I'd like to bring up, um, there's a thing, the, FD, the FDA has a law here in America, the DESHA one, or ACT, I guess is a better way, which is the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act of 1994. Well, this also sucks. What, what it is, is in, in short, is it re basically removes supplements out of the control of the FDA. And it also broadens the term of supplements to include, include stuff, you know, that aren't actual supplements, like, you know, herbal drugs and homeopathy and, um, you know, things like that. So, it, yeah, it creates these two, two uh, categories for health products. One, drugs, which to be a drug, it means you're specifically claiming to, to cure a disease, like take my pill, it cures diabetes. And if your pure, if your thing isn't proven to cure diabetes, you are then broke the law. But if you say it like helps support, you know, sugar metabolism, then you are allowed to say that. And then you're also allowed to have people come on your show and be your, your commercial and be like, oh yeah, it helped me a lot with my, it helped me a lot with my diabetes. Or you can have a doctor say, I like to give my patients that have diabetes this supplement. And you're allowed to say that, but you're not allowed to actually have the company say it cures diabetes. 
So, and, and you're like, why do you bring this up? I was like, well, I bring this up because like this herbalist, you know, that's the harm. People ask, what's the harm with supplements? That's the harm. That, that herbalist is the harm. <laughs> she was offering some treatment that was not proven to work and got nine, uh, you know, roughly 930 people killed. Making, trying to make a quick buck. So I just thought I'd like to point that out to you people. <laughs> um, I'm sure most of our listening base knows that already, but, you know, future people might not. So, you know, just go to a regular doctor, I guess, you know. Don't don't go to your acupuncturist or your chiropractor when you, you're sick, you know. Don't, don't go to Whole, Whole Foods and pick something up. On a very similar token, uh, I wa- there's this really, really good documentary called uh, Bigger, Stronger, Faster, and he was talking about the ease of making supplements, and they did it, they bought the shit and did the entire, like, for like $300 in his kitchen. He made, you know, X amount of supplements and then started selling them just to prove that you could. Yeah, I mean, they're not regular. I mean, the only thing you have to do is you have to put, you know, like the, you know, the quackery Miranda warning on it. You know, this, this food or drug is not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administrative. It's not designed to, you know, help prevent, cure, or treat any illness or disease. I mean, <laughs> you know, I could put that on a, a box of coal and sell it as something. Right. So, I mean, pretty much if you see that little, like, you know, the witch doctor Miranda warning, if you want to call it such, um, maybe, you know, maybe you shouldn't uh, be using that for, you know, anything other than, you know, um, fun, I guess. You know, I, un, unless, you know, I mean, there's, you know, there are, there are small, you know, occurrences where that's not true. Um, sometimes the doctor will be like, hey, you need more vitamin D or, hey, you need this. Go take this specific supplement. But, you know, that that's a different occurrence. I'm not saying not to take it when, you know, someone that is a real doctor. Um, if they don't say ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ting, tang, walla, bing, bang to you, uh, follow their advice is what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, so, so there's that, but also in this, other than that, there's been, you know, been, you know, the big spew of like, let's make quick bucks on, you know, the two cases of Ebola that there's been in America. Um, you know, there's been, um, one of them is home homeopaths are literally, literally trying to sell you snake oil. Literally. <laughs> um, they're claiming it's cured by diluting rattlesnake venom down because rattlesnake poison has similar effects to Ebola. So I, I just find it incredibly funny that it's literally snake oil, um, which I guess speaking of oil, apparently um, people are also claiming that something called thieves oil, um, literally called thieves oil, <laughs> when diffused in the air will kill the microbes. As I mentioned, it's not airborne. And you should also apply it to your to your armpits and feet, because that's, of course, the places where Ebola would come into you. So there's literally your snake oil right there. And of course, then it gets a lot sillier and more interesting, like, you know, people assuming that it was the government to depopulate the world. Or just because they're evil. Or, you know, Harp, which I believe is actually shut down now. Or, um, the all-prevalent chemtrails. And one of my favorites, CIA manufactured weapon to cover up cannibalistic rituals. Sure. <laughs> of course, it's also that Ebola itself is incredibly fake, and there's no such thing as Ebola. Uh, I guess a lot like the Holocaust. And they're just, it's, it was invented just to sell vaccines, which are the real danger. Um, Obama made it to make people sign up for Obamacare faster. And, um, uh, scare quotes, Reverend Louis, uh, Farkenhan, um, has said it's another method of depopulating, uh, through, d- uh, disease infections, uh, bioweapons such as Ebola and AIDS for targeting, uh, black people. So, Ebola is only meant for black people. So if you're white, you're safe, according to this reverend. N- not this reverend, as in me, but that one I just quoted. Louis. <laughs> you know, I'm actually gonna say if you're a white person, you're safe from it, too. I'm also gonna say if you're a black person, you're safe from it, too, as well, if you're living in America. So, what I'm hearing from you and with with your research and your from what what i'm hearing from you is maybe just maybe the pandemic that is being caused and all the 
crazy accusations that are just flying around talking about how how deadly it is and how the, there's a hundred percent cannibalistic risk rituals. Well, how there's a hundred percent infection rate that's definitely going to take South America and Mexico and due to their due to their hygiene hygiene and high their hygienic system and things of that nature will definitely infect America and like soon we're going to be living in a post-apocalyptic you know Ebola infested wonderland maybe those are a little overboard is pretty much what I'm hearing uh, pretty much I mean it's it's pretty bad in West Africa right now I mean it's definitely um, epidemic state in West Africa so I mean you know it's bad there and mainly because they just don't have the infrastructure to deal with it and you know a lot of it is like secondary infections from like reusing needles and stuff there but uh, basically I'm, I'm I'm going to send you this, Cody, and this is really, I think, sums it up really quickly as far as what you should do if you're in America. Um, <laughs> you'll find this on the website. It's a nice little flow chart. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where I was sitting with this entire thing. But like I, said, I mean, it's... I mean, like I said, don't get me wrong. I think it's something to be to be worried about. You know, if if they can't contain it, it is something to be worried about. But I do think even if it makes it to America, I we have the infrastructure to really kind of stop it wherever it's at. I mean, if nothing else, you you know you 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 close you know you close down the air traffic in, in the, out of those states or wherever it's at, or you know screening people. But I mean, pretty much, I think if it makes it here for for real for real, we could pretty much contain it. I mean, I think it would be bad if it got in South America. It'd be bad for South America if they had it. It'd be bad for Mexico if they had it. Um. I think it's pretty, we're pretty safe here in America because we do have the best healthcare system, you know, there is as far as, you know, number of, of doctors and available medicine to, per capita. So, I mean, maybe Israel has more doctors. Um, so maybe they also be aware. have more lawyers and comedians too. So maybe be aware of it in the way that you're like, look both ways before you cross the street, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's kinda, practice, kinda th- practice cleanly living. Um, is, is it a bad thing to really not eat bloody food, like blood food that somebody has bloodied on or to like play with their stool? Is that the the worst thing to not do in the world? I think not. Right now, like I said, I guess the, the, the scariest place would be, is, I guess, would be Dallas right now, because there was those two people there. Um, but, you know, that they they obviously, they caught really quickly that she had Ebola, that the nurse that took care of the guy, um, and the guy that was originally had it um, wasn't showing symptoms until he got to Dallas. So, like, nobody on the airplane caught it. Um, you know, he went to the hospital, they got it. So, I mean, there's nothing from that. I also should mention, though, because this site almost caught me. I almost forgot about this. There's a website called Big American News that has been um, spouting some very interesting knowledge about Ebola. Um, For instance, uh, Obama has made a vaccine that looks like his name. There's been four cases of someone that's rose rose from the dead from Ebola. It's been designed as a bio. It, it, uh, liberals have designed it. Somebody's designed it as a weapon to to kill Christians and stop Jesus. Um, I think it was Republicans. Who knows? Um, this website is satire. Which, as Poe's Law states, you know, without blatant display of humor, it is impossible to create a work of parody of extremism or fundamentalism that someone will not mistake for the real thing. But after some, you know, more research than really I want to admit, I figured out that yes, that site is satire. So, if you're seeing news from big American news, take it the same way you would take news if you saw it from The Onion. Thought I should say that. And if you're seeing news from a website called Natural News, that's hooey. But not because it's satire. It's actual fundamentalism. So, but yeah, like pretty much it could get bad if we don't, if we don't, you know, if, if the top men don't stay on it. But, I mean, the, the biggest question is, is really is, should there have been something in, in place in these third world countries to, you know, strike down with great vengeance and furious anger upon Ebola outbreaks to stop this from ever happening? 
because, like I said, this is the largest one on in recorded record. It was actually the largest one in recorded record when there was only 900 people dead from it. So let's put it that way of how deadly Ebola used to be. This is, you know, on magnitudes larger. Should there have been, like, an organization set up there in preparation to strike it out, which is, you know, should, should the WHO have been doing that? Should the CDC have been doing that? Should, I mean, I guess that's the big question. Do we spend, the, do we spend money on that, on striking out diseases before they start in other parts of the world? I mean, granted, I can see where that definitely would be a who issue um because it is the united nations organization but is it is it something that like the cdc should be doing because you know i think they might even have a larger funding than the who does should, should should the american government be looking for diseases that might threaten us in other countries i don't know or should we just have better better screening at our airports for diseases when people come into the country? I I guess that's that's a question for you people to decide. Should we just go and invade all these these third world countries and take them over and you know build them hospitals and and you know football stadiums? Should we get onto a new topic? Do we do we have any more questions about Ebola? Well, I think I I definitely I legitimately honestly feel a little more informed. I mean, I was taking it with a big grain of salt anyways, but um I, I I mean just some of the some and, and I think all of y'all out there have heard some of this bullshit too just just the crazy things people are coming up with that like you know oh god panic you know worry ah and one one of the uh one of the one of the statistics I saw was that like remember the SARS thing how that was a giant deal and remember yeah. that Apparently, that was worse. Right. That was, <laughs> that, that was, that, I mean, that was something to be worried about a lot more than Ebola. So let's put, take it that way. If you're like worried we, about we, SARS, you don't need to be worried about this. Like we, we made it through that and that was like legitimately could have been a thing. So yeah, anyway. or, yeah. Or like the H1N1, that could have been a thing. Uh, this, you know, <laughs> this, you know, our country is keeping us safe from this. So I, I guess that, you know, and I mean, you know, I could be completely wrong. You know, there could be, you know, 10, 10 episodes from now. I could be like, oh, God, guys, duck and cover because shit's hitting the fan now, which, you know, it's a possibility. Something could something could horribly go wrong. H- horrible wrongness could always happen. Horrible wrongness has probably happened on this very episode. As with all board shenanigans, cutting edge news, like, remember that the uh, caveat of horrible wrongness could exist. Yeah, uh, you know, or, you know, just life in general. I'll keep you up to date if horrible wrongness starts happening. You know, I'm going to go ahead and guess that there might be, before this is all said and done, we might, you know, there's a chance we can get into, like, you know, the low triple digits of deaths in America. I'll go and say that. There's a chance that, you know, maybe 100, 100, 200 people could die in America from it. Something bad could happen like that. Someone could get missed. But, you know, compared to the, the entire populace... Think of that. But I guess the more fun question is, if you were to believe that this is some sort of crazy, you know, thing that someone has obviously unleashed on the world, how would you have said that it happened, Cody? Um, I would say I would say that there is a uh, a race of sentient alligators in the sewers, and this was and this was their uh, their revenge for being dr- being driven into like subterranean subterranean. This was their way to getting getting back at us, so that they can ri- rise from their wa- watery habitat and come forth and r- and rule with an iron fist, with an iron scaly alligator fist, an iron flipper, an iron flipper, iron flipper, <laughs> the metal band that is devoted to dolphins. So we've got two band names on. On there for you. Fortunately, is always coming up with the cutting edge names for bands and really pissing off that guy that doesn't understand them. <laughs> Indeed. Now, I like to assume that it was um, uh, Nazis on the dark side of the moon. Um, they unleashed it by by sending what appeared to be an asteroid but was actually filled with tainted poker chips. 
throughout the world that then were then used to gamble with, and that's how it uh, spread? That's, you know, you cannot rule out anything. When it when it comes to moon-dwelling Nazis. Nazis, I mean, they'll, they'll do anything. Or, you know, I mean, I think it could also have been easily, you know, the, the fluoridation in water um, uh, mutated into this virus. It was, in fact, it was actually always Ebola, but it, it was such a long, it has such a long incubation period in water, it finally patched, and now there's Ebola everywhere. So it was a communist plot. But as we all know, all communists are actually, um, you know, gray aliens from Clandatu. Obviously, no, no Earthling could be a communist. <laughs> Or, you know, um, I also like the idea that, you know, solar radiation from the sun had became sentient in the form of Ebola. See, I, th I thought it might be, I thought it might be radioactive cosmic dust. Oh, it could be. Or radioactive coffee dust. <laughs> radioactive coffee dust. Yeah, radioactive coffee dust from a, a, a large, a, a large hidden dark planet that's been in our very solar system. Yes, dark planet coffee dust. <laughs> also sounds like a very tasty blend to myself. <laughs> the dark planet coffee dust. So have we infected your ears enough now, people? I, I know I definitely I definitely feel extremely informed and I legitimately it wasn't anything not, to sneeze at is that what you're saying right like yeah my uh my fluids are not gonna be swapped with anybody I don't know how I, that's not a joke I don't know how to make that a joke <laughs> your precious bodily fluids are okay they have yes. not been zapped and purified right you're gonna you're gonna deny people your essence hopefully y'all were immune from that really bad joke that I tried to make that wasn't even a joke it was just me talking yeah, and just, now and now and now I sit here and like try and like reanalyze it to try and make something funny out of it but no no nothing right now i mean i would advocate you know for your for everyone's safety out there um that's particularly yours cody um you probably should refrain from uh touching your wife at all for the next 21 days just in case either of you have it so i don't know forget her birthday or something or tell her those jeans make her hips too wide or something that'll be a good way to, to so you know so you don't have to worry her about ebola oh says the man bring her the wrong bring her the wrong flavor milkshake but what, what makes women angry um Oh, uh, your shoes. Your shoes not being in the right place. That, that makes women angry, right? Um, made Peg angry, I think. Um. <laughs> Quick, quote every sitcom trope you can think of. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Just, just, so, I, I advocate that. Uh, um, ladies who piss off every man in your life so they don't want to... I'm not exactly sure what a lady's going to do to piss you off so, so a man doesn't want to touch her. Uh, which, I guess, realistically, you should wait seven weeks just in case because, you know, it could be living in your semen. So don't I'll go get, down into your submarines. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Seven episodes from now, you people will find out if Cody is Siemens is Siemens is free of Ebola. <laughs> so other thing, other thing that uh, I saw in the news, fucking forever ago. Other thing that we haven't talked about on an episode that we looked through our Skype archives. I, it, it was almost like let's see how long we can put it off for. So was it worth the wait? You decide. Probably not. So so uh. And I don't remember the details at all. I didn't care to look them up. So we're going to fill in the details as needed here. So there no, was... We're just going to make some shit up. After all that heavy truth, Borchenegans make shit up again. <laughs> Pretty much. So uh, there there was an eight-year-old kid from Nova Scotia who became extremely, ex extremely infatuated, nay, I say addicted, to playing bum, video bum, games. Bum, bum. And of and what what game dro drove him to such a state of addiction? Why Brewer? What was it? Um, World of Warcraft. Exactly because oh, the, it's the high probability answer. <laughs> uh, but exactly because what could what could drive what could drive someone to such such a state of like barely eating, barely sleeping, barely gaining anything out of it besides the the, nefar the nefarious uh, World of Warcraft? Oh, but he's got to get those boots, man. <laughs> 
Now, that, that, that's not the important part of this story. The important part of this story that I could Sorry. find the web, that I could find the web page for is, uh, that, you I'll know, I'll just th- trust you. The, the, this is you know this happened or whatever and his uh his parent his parents needed to sit needed to send him to uh, you know a place to get obviously the necessary Re-educated? help necessary help required and the ability to yeah basically um uh-huh. he needed to send him somewhere to uh, you know tell him how you know everything he likes is wrong and you know whatever uh, yeah, yeah. there are and, and that men should be with ladies and not uh, orcs <laughs> your your relationship with magic is an unhealthy one yes um but there there is actually not not just one there's on um, the uh, there are three three distinct three. like the high uh, level uh, uh. high highly regarded i guess in the world of addiction therapy there are three highly regarded video game addiction centers to help one recover and go forward on a path of life without so, so how do you go about doing this? I mean, do you like, I mean, is it some sort of like, you know, regression therapy? Do you like electrify like every other key on the keyboard? So like it shocks you? Um, are you just forced to stay and watch, watch your, like your, your character get like killed over and over again on screen? Do, do they just give you a quest that is so, so completely, you know, hard to do that you can never achieve it and you finally just give up? Oh, what, what, what else? Um, see, I, I, I don't know. Like, and like whenever you, whenever you graduate, lag. whenever you graduate or whatever you do from, uh, therapy, like, do do you walk in like you if you see an NES controller? Do you just scream uncontrollably? I mean, how does it oh, work? Well, well, maybe what they do is they like they like hook you up in front of like this these this big screen, right? And they like pry your eyes open and they strap <laughs> That's you down. Exactly right? where I was gonna go in a minute. <laughs> and they like show you pictures of like Donkey Kong and like Peach and like you know <laughs> an AK forty seven and. <laughs> So, so like your friends are playing Call of Duty and you become violently ill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you can't look at it without becoming. They they take it away from you, and until you finally get beat up by someone you know while they're playing Pac Man, and um, <laughs> and then it becomes the exact opposite where it fuels your rage. Well, now now what I, what I wonder about this particular scenario is, uh, do you think that maybe they're sending the wrong person to some type of addiction recovery thing, like to some some type of counseling? Structure. Oh, like they should be sending like the noobs instead of like the pros. Like I was thinking, like they should maybe be sending the parents as opposed to the kid. Oh yeah, so they could play games. So then, like it wouldn't be seen as an addiction; it'd be seen as a family event. <laughs> Learn how to not not get your ass kicked by your kid. Uh, yeah, quit playing like somebody's mom trying to play their games. <laughs> Right. Um. So, and I, I don't know. I guess I'm just not over the like the concept of video game addiction. Like, how, how is that a thing? I, I don't know. I mean, have you ever felt that you have been addicted? Uh, not been addicted, but been addicted. I definitely have wasted time. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think your life may have been negatively impacted by game addiction. I mean, I've known once that you know, I, I think I remember seeing you like you know scratching your, 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 your arm on like a dusty you know, internet corner, you know, trying to score the next, you know, classic video game console. <laughs> like, oh man, oh man, is, 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 is that the special release of the Sega? Oh god, um, that, oh, they didn't even, that's not the name they called it by here in America. Oh, I need that one. <laughs> and then you start shoving it up your nose. <laughs> well, I know there's been a time or two whenever I've walked, walked into your room and you're sitting in a, in a dark, shadowy, disheveled corner and you're just like, oh god, I gotta get my build order right, I gotta get my build order right, I gotta get my build order right. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I, I like to think of it more as post-traumatic stress disorder, um, more than an addiction myself. You know, sometimes you just you know, wake up in a cold sweat thinking, you know, oh man, like, 
how am I going to crank out, you know, one more raptor early enough so I can take it out before, the, you know, they start putting up any air defense? What, what can I do to get Pathfinder sooner? Oh my god, there's so many Zerg in my base. There's so many Zerg in my base. What do I do? What do I do? I mean, I'm just sitting there, you know, you know, play, playing games. My mouse is, is ball is furiously spinning. My my finger is clickety clacking, and I'm like, I just see the Zerg coming through the screen, and I'm like, I, I can just like watch my Nexus being taken down. Like, oh god, there went my gateway. You know, Scarab just flies, you know, right right into to my carrier, and I'm like, and then it just says, you know, defeat, and I'm like, why, why? And then I start hearing a noise, right? And I hear a noise, and I might I look at my door, and there's fucking there's a Zergling coming through there. I'm like, no! So I like run to get out the window, but there's a Hydra there I'm like ah like the mutilists start coming in from above on me and I scream no and that's when I wake up yeah it's happened many times not in, I don't know it from that great of detail for any other reason <laughs> <laughs> I, I spent so many hours customizing this gal sim ship what do I do when they take it down no <laughs> will the next Final Fantasy suck I can't wait to find out <laughs> Well, I've got to see what happens to to lightning and snow and blizzard and uh, fizz face and, you know, breezy day. i, I got to see what these people do. Which, actually, I don't know if you learned, I guess this might be a proof of what you're saying right here now, but I don't know if you've noticed it, but every Final Fantasy's main character has had something to do with, you know, like, weather. Yeah. <laughs> lightning, squall, cloud. Yeah. That's, that generally is their theme, so I guess it is. I guess you weren't too far off. <laughs> um, I, I know more about fictional characters than real people. I, I find myself questioning if it's okay when I become an old guy to be to be infatuated with a young girl. <laughs> Occasionally when I'm talking to people on this podcast, I actually see a wheel below everyone's head and I'm, and I'm like, oh, do I choose this top option that's, you know, you know the good answer? Or do I choose the bottom option that's going to be the evil answer? Ooh, like this one on the left side will let me find out more. <laughs> you, you, find your, you find yourself like picking up every, every book you come across hoping for a skill point or to learn more about the lore of the world. Yeah. I, I've been locked up many times because I've just gone to people's open people's doors and started stealing their plates to sell. <laughs> you, you walk you walk by a cop and you immediately immediately expect to, expect to hear like no lollygagging. Oh, somebody stole your sweet roll. <laughs> I came up to this guy on the corner wearing a trench coat. I really expected him to ask me like what I was buying, what I was selling, but it just didn't happen. He stabbed me instead. <laughs> You know how many times I've broken my legs because I've decided to like jump off, you know, just through a window or you know down a little cliff. <laughs> you you know you pick a fight with a guy at a bar and you're like, wait a minute, I don't have a life bar at all on this. This this is this is the way this works. Like down up forward. Why am I not hadoukening? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I see your problem here. Like this is obviously an addiction. But but in all seriousness, do you feel like you've ever had like a, a video game addiction? Really the that might... really the biggest ones I have is like you know when you get sucked into one and you really wind up like kind of having that realization like after three or four days like God damn I could have actually like accomplished something in all this time. Yeah, because you know I'm like you know I have to play the you know the new Final Fantasy I have to play it like you know I I didn't care like I I know I'm gonna buy it I do shut up and take my money you know here it is like I know I'm getting it like I I don't know if this was said on the show or not um speaking of the new final fantasy um uh, 15 
which will be eventually coming out in like two years. Instead of developing it for like any sort of like particular console in general, they're just building it on DirectX, which what that means in non-geek speak is it's being built on a computer and then is going to be ported to, to consoles. So in other words, we actually might get Final Fantasy 15 on PC, so I don't have to go out and buy a PlayStation whatever or an Xbox, who cares? Oh, sorry. Did, did that disprove every point I was trying to make, make about this video game addiction being stupid? <laughs> You know, I mean, I think there is a little bit of, of validity in the concept, though. I mean, you know, the the draw of a world where you you can you control everything has a lot of appeal. Um, I'm not gonna lie; it's probably the one you know reason why I am drawn to the RPG. Like, what I get to be put in you know scenario where I matter the most. Even yeah? if, even if you are doing somebody's laundry list. Exactly. But I'm the only one that can do it. Like they can't apparently. <laughs> so. <laughs> and th and th and thank God I have all these bottle caps, which are money over here for some reason. You know, especially once you start getting really weird in there, you're like, you know, oh, like I have to like, you know, I'm gonna install this mod that means I have to like eat and sleep and stuff. Oh, then it's just like the real world. Oh, I gotta go punch trees so I so I can make so I can make blocks or make wood blocks or whatever to make a house. Well, yeah, I mean, how else do you get wood, Cody? I realized what question I just asked you. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it alone. Just no, come on, tell me how you. Eat. <laughs> now, if you were gonna make a rap out of me, there was your line. Well, how else do you get wood? Well, there's pretty girls, pretty guys, pills pills that do it for you, all, all kinds of porn on the internet. There's a million ways to get to get wood, not to mention the guy that comes from outside. Why, are you talking about prostitutes there, Cody? <laughs> why, you bet by gumshoe, I am. I don't know why I said by gumshoe, but why not? <laughs> now, is, is that like a command? Or are you like asking me to like find like a detective? What? <laughs> are you saying are you saying goodbye to your private eye? Uh oh, other thing that uh is not this thing where your own thing should be. Oh, don't don't act so drunk, you silly old fool. <laughs> I, I really thought you were like, like don't act so it was so like like what? <laughs> <laughs> you sound so confused, like I don't know what what's happened. I I thought you were actually gonna tell me something there in a moment. Well, I was, then I got sidetracked, and, you know, you know how things work. So, I decided I was going to give up, you know, years of, of, of friendship tradition and just ignore it. Wouldn't that be, like, one of the weirdest... Like, that was your way of telling me to fuck off? Like, you're like, you know what, no, we're done. That, that's it, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the straw that broke Cody's back. Like, oh, you know what, I've, I've had it up to here with you this. Okay, <laughs> Fuck so... you, I hate you now. So... Even though I brought this into your consciousness. <laughs> So, roll with me on this. Uh, okay, you know how there's always a disaster movie or the zombie movie or whatever where the guy wakes up and there's, like, nobody around and he's, like, the only person and he's trying to find civilization? Like, that's always a movie thing that happens. Now, yes. now roll with, like, what What if, what What, what exact? What would you do if, uh, like, you and I or you and Brent or you and Ernie, whoever, like, you, Justin, whoever, whoever it was, what would you do if, like, insults were not a thing? Like, they had vacated from the conversation completely like they they were no longer there they were the wasteland how would you respond to that like 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 an insult wasteland where everyone's kind to each other is it like like is there still an apocalypse or is it just an apocalypse in the mindset of insulting like, like just the collective like, consciousness like, decided like, not to but like, there's still like gas pumps and sherbert like <laughs> yes, those are the signs <laughs> of civilization cody if there's gas not pumps gas and pumps and sherbert then by god it's it's fake it's it's not real this isn't a re this is not a world i want to live in <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry.
no, 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 no. Okay, so in like, okay, like ni- niceties and like not niceties exist in this world, but they don't exist among amongst your friends. Like Justin refuses to insult you, or Britt refuses to insult you. Like that's not a thing. Like no trash is talked, no sarcasm is exchanged. Like it's how would you respond to that? But we are still also having to pick through the remains of of human society, right? Like are these two things hand in hand? <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, you brought up the apocalypse. <laughs> well, I was thinking more of like the apocalypse, and the, like as opposed to like sarcasm. Like a metaphysical. Like I was, I, was, I didn't physically mean the apocalypse. The four horsemen have not ridden through. Like th- that is not a thing that has happened. <laughs> That's why I just my my hinge of my confusion. I'm like, are we living in a world without gas pumps and sherbet, and also no one ins- insults each other in this world as well? Like we've all decided that the apocalypse is is bad enough, so we're not going. <laughs> insult each other no 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 we'll no. kill and rape you but we won't say bad things about you <laughs> no 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 we'll no. kill and rape you f- for your bottle caps and you know your your last cigarette the, but the, the world is fine like the gas pumps and sherbert exist they're a thing that are like fine. now are there gas pumps that distribute sherbert <laughs> Yeah, so it will fuel it will fuel your car and it will fuel your need for sherbet. So all things can be taken care of, like in, in this one handy dandy device. Now, none of that's prevalent <laughs> to the goddamn question. The question was if Ernie now or Justin Ernie. or whoever d- decided to decided to not insult you anymore. Like you had a conversation with me, and I like would not insult you. I wouldn't sarcastic. So, so is it like, am no. I the only person left in the world that remembers insults? Has the entire world not done it anymore? Just a Amongst your friends. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, w- I won't make this a big grand thing. It's more of a conspiracy against me. I got you. Um, what you well. just witnessed, listeners, <laughs> is Cody's complete inability to explain a quick question and get like a funny tee-hee response. No, no, no. You Wait, just no, went, no. Hold you, on a minute. You just I went, think what we all heard was a pretty <laughs> funny tee-hee response. What you witnessed is a complete utter failure of conversation. So do better than I do, and <laughs> we are ho- now in the twilight zone. And, and hopefully do better. Hopefully do better by than I do, and don't host a show. Whatever you do, that like that right there. <laughs> I, I really can't wait to hear this back <laughs> to see like which one of us fucked up the most. <laughs> like, were you an idiot asking questions, or did I just not understand? <laughs> I think I think it took two to tango there. I think it was just like stupidity amongst us. I mean, you us. brought up the apocalypse, so it's really like. <laughs> well, well, is it really the apocalypse? Are there gas pumps in Sherbert? Those are the most important things that exist in my life. Which is the reason why I was asking. I wasn't sure if it was metaphorical or. But anywho, um, assuming there's some sort of non-insulting conspiracy traveling throughout you know, my my my. Which might have been an easier way to describe this. Yeah, I'm realizing that now. <laughs> or maybe if you would have said, like, you woke up 500 years in the future and they all forgot about insults. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh... There's a lot of things that could have been better about this, but we're, we've already laid this groundwork and, like, the people are dying to know. Okay, so... A grand conspiracy has been to stop me, f- to stop insulting, and I'm the only one that's left. Um, I mean, I guess, first, I mean, initially I think I was just having a really on day, I guess. I mean, well, I guess that's a good point. How would someone, like, react to an insult then? Like, it's it's deadpan, like, nothing. Like, it's like you said... Like, they just don't, under- they don't even comprehend what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, like- just, it's just like you said, like, you know... <laughs> 
<laughs> like, it's like, I like gas pumps and sherbet. I mean, it just be, okay. So, huh. I mean, I, I guess I would first originally just think I'm just having a really on day and be like, oh man, come on, guys, I'm just wasting you all the time, aren't I? I'm just like just setting them up to knock them down. Come on, you guys. Like, are you even gonna let me, aren't you even gonna fight back? And they'd be like, what? Like, ah, oh, you idiots. I always knew I was the best. I'm sure that would probably be the reaction for a good two days or so. I would really make the beginning of the show really awkward if, if it was during recording. <laughs> What, what, you like, throw something out like, you know, you're the dumbest cocksucker, there, blah, 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 I'm like, you smell nice. <laughs> yeah, because it'd be like, because what, it would be like, <clears throat> like, hey everybody, welcome to Board Shenanigans, I'm here with Reverend Brewer, isn't he nice? And I'm like, yes, and, I, and I'm here with, you know, Cody James, the embodiment of the same idiotic uh, uh, folly of watching videos of someone else's computer screen and trying to move the mouse. <laughs> and you'd be like, I don't understand, like, what do you mean? So yeah, I mean, it would really make the beginning of the show awkward, um, which would probably generate at least 20 minutes of content. So, all in all... Well, as we've good. learned on this episode, awkward definitely does generate content. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I guess there'd be that, and then, I mean, I mean, I guess all in all, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be angry at the fact that I was the only one that could insult. I mean, I don't know if it necessarily impacted my life that much other than it would just, I mean, I guess I might lose friends just because they were like, why does he keep saying things that I don't understand? Did he learn Dutch recently? Because I don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> Truly, I am a god amongst men. I mean, well, how would you react to this scenario? I mean, how would your life be different? <laughs> well, in this scenario, are there gas pumps and sherbet? because that's important to know before I dive into this scenario. Um, there are gas pumps in Sherbert. It's a grand conspiracy amongst those around you to to forget about insults. In fact, it's very much like 1984 style, like it's double think. Like, they are aware that they started doing this, but they also are not aware that insults ever existed either. So, um... <laughs> well, I guess... I think I would try my hardest to, like, understand and see, but I, I feel as though, like, so many of my relationships are based upon just, like, outright insults and, like, you know, belittling the other one, like, in good jest, that I, I, I think I'd eventually have to just, like, move, move on to people that would insult. And now, if it was, like, an insult-free environment, I just, I don't know if it's a world I want to live in anymore. So, so uh, yeah, like, so, like, you attempt to find new people, and they just immediately stop insulting as well. Like, you see it, you're like, oh, no, I'm watching TV, I know insults still exist, like, I was just, you know, on a comment thread, you know, on YouTube, um, <laughs> I, I see insults exist there, but for some reason, no matter where I go, there are not insults anymore. Do you just opt out? Do you just, you know, like, you know, blow, blow your brains out right there? Like, what? Are, do you start running to gas stations to figure out if there's gas pumps and sherbet still? I guess, I, I guess I'd have to, like, immediately go... <laughs> That's gonna be the name of the episode, I think. <laughs> I think I'd have to just, like, go and start insulting strangers just to get my fix. Like, well, what if they, like, what if they also didn't respond? What if they just, like, walked away and they're just like, or they're just like, oh, God, crazy person. Like, would you, be, would you just, like, become, like, would you just delve into your own psyche and start, like, and, and split? You would insult yourself and then you'd insult yourself back and, you know, you, or you'd be walking up to random stage, strangers insulting them and then, like, yelling at them be, or, like, complimenting their insult that they never actually said. Um, I think I'd probably just be, like, the, the, the bub on the street that had the insulting sign and, like, I'd set up one insulting sign next to the other insulting sign and yell insults at each other. 
I mean, Allie, you just yeah. yell insults like corner to corner at each other. I'd be thinking. I mean, you know, you could use this power of the fact that no one wants to insult you to, like, you know, the common good. Because presumably, like, not only do they not insult you to your face, apparently they don't insult you in spirit either. So, you know, you could you could use this to, you know, start writing articles on the internet that, that would then go on untrolled. You could make videos that would, that would go on uh, shit on. You could, dare I say it, rule the world! But I don't don't we need as as some type of uh I mean, you could run for president and win because they couldn't do a smear campaign on you. But the world needs insults. The world needs belittling because people think that Creed is a good band. They need to, like, be shot down and told how retarded they are and how ridiculous that band is and how it's bad and they should feel bad. I mean, there's a good chance that if you said that, then no one, no one would be like, nuh-uh, because you're stupid and your face smells. Because they wouldn't <laughs> say that to you. Then if you, <laughs> How many people in your life have said you're stupid and your face smells? I'm just curious. Like, if you had to give a rough estimate right now on the spot, how many people would that be? I, I would count, but that might also, you know, that whole PTSD thing, that might bring up some, some bad things. <laughs> if I was to start delving too deep into my psyche about that one. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people have said it to me. Uh, scientists are like, your face is the part of your body in which you use to smell. <laughs> they just come up to me and just, they like to state things to me. <laughs> they, first, they think I'm an idiot because I don't know this, even though I do. And then they inform me that my face smells. <laughs> it's the same people that come up to me and say, you're like, you're an idiot and your feet have toes. <laughs> <laughs> Take your pick of which answer you want, people. <laughs> I'm like setting him up to knock him down now. Are you just not insulting anymore? Is is it happy to be right now? Have I am, am I through the looking glass here, people? <laughs> oh man, that's funny to me. I don't know. If it's that's the. I, uh, I love this concept. <laughs> of people telling me that my face smells, or people not insulting. Both. <laughs> what would be the what would be the strangest thing that either has been said to you or you wish someone would say to you in a, in an insulting manner? Um, I think that one still goes to Brent, where he says he's gonna break it, break my nose, nose off, off with his face. <laughs> his face. That 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 I don't know. That's that... definitely the weirdest one that's ever been said. To, to yeah. Um. So you still yeah. have that trophy, Brent? Yeah. But but we have to say it like Brent though. I'm gonna, gonna break, break your, your nose, nose off, off with, with my, my face. face. If it doesn't sound like you're speaking parcel tongue when you say face, you didn't do it right. <laughs> Indeed. And, and that's this week's joke for Harry Potter fans. You're welcome. Uh, I always like to, you know, uh, pander to a different group of nerd each week. We're, <laughs> we're looking at you, bronies, next week. I, I know, I was trying to think of the next week's one. So yes, next week we'll, we'll make a, a, a joke for bronies, not against them. Which is going to be hard, I know. But um, we, we won't be jackassing around, though, about it. I don't know, I might actually have to like do some research for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is really yeah. funny, though, that there's a thing that exists that's... Uh, like, my sister used to really like these things, and now it's a thing that guys that look like me enjoy it's just yeah i was about to bring that up like like so yeah my little pony existed like when you know i don't know early early 19 19 you know in the early 1900s 1900s, i thought you were gonna say Yeah, in the early 1990s, it's the thing that existed that was at least aimed towards our age demographic when we were when it was new. But I'm I was I'm was vaguely aware enough of it when it came back. I'm like, oh hey, that was that thing that was on like that channel when I was a kid. Look, they're they're horses, but they're like magic or something. I like to think of it a lot like Care Bears and uh, Quantum Leap and Sliders. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like to see all four of those things as kind of the same. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't... Why, like, is it some sort of, like, trying to regain youth or something like that? Like, oh, hey, I remember this from my childhood, so even if I didn't like it back then, you know, nostalgia has rubbed off its rough edges? Or, what? like, what? Is it, like, just some sort of weird counterculture where we're going to be different and weird? I mean, is it is it kind of like that whole thing that was, like, when we were in high school, that whole, like, quote-unquote random culture where we just had to, like, do things, you know, for... Because no one else was doing them, but we had to do them as quick as possible. Is it like that? I don't know how else to describe it. I think we all know what I'm talking about. If you're in, and if you're an anthropologist in the future, I'm sorry that I couldn't describe it better. Because is it like that? Because the anthropologists and archaeologists are certainly going to find this show. Well, yeah. I mean, they're finding people's like old pots and stuff from like the Romans that weren't important. So, I mean, it's a good possibility. I mean, let's put it this way: they find everybody else's garbage. Why wouldn't they find our garbage? No? I mean, they're not only going to be digging through our shows, Cody, they're going to be digging through, like, you know, our, our old Dixie cups and our underwear. So, <clears throat> start writing poor shenanigans on all your stuff so they know, like, how to collect it together. There, there might be a whole little shrine to us. Hell, if we write it on enough stuff, it'll appear that it was bigger than it actually was in the future. You know, like, like I maintain somebody in the future, you know, 100 years from now, is legitimately going to believe that people really worshipped up some sort of giant deity made of spaghetti. <laughs> Because once again, as I mentioned Poe's Law, you can't make up, make up fake fundamentalism without someone believing it's real. Uh, That's Nathaniel Poe, by the way, not, not Edgar Allan. Thank you. Well, I didn't want like listeners out there that were un unaware of, of Poe's Law to think that it was, you know, the guy that was quoting reverence. Well, never more will we think, will we think that. Ah. Uh. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I didn't want to put people in front of, you know, between a pit and a pendulum. Well, I can tell tell that uh, you definitely didn't want to do that. Oh, um, um, I think I might be done. <laughs> Cast of a Montalotto, was that him? <laughs> no. Oh, who was that then? Why do I, why, why do you want help? Because, frankly, I'm not going to Google it, so, you know, I'm either going to know now or just not. Um, uh. was he the one about, like, the, the, what, the, the red, the Mask of the Red Death? Was that him, too? Like, yeah, the, the Mask of the Red Death okay. was him. Okay, there we go. Um, make that into a comp, make that into a sentence, you people out there, that would have fit that previous discussion. I actually just read that not that long ago. Oh, like, for the first time? Well, no, but it's the first time I've read it in a long time. I guess, uh, oh. right. That was one of my favorites in, in of his in, in, uh, English class in school. That was, like, it was actually, like, the last, which, it's been a while, but that was the last thing I actually read on, like, on Kindle, like, on my phone, so it's been a while since I've read anything. So, yeah, that's why I, I thought it was him after I started thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, because that, that was one of my favorites. It kind of had a cool, had a cool aspect to it. You know, that could have been Ebola right there, right? So, it, it, so but it's not. It's not that bad. Uh. I could have Oh so, yeah. There well, you before you start plaguing us with any with any more, uh, do you have any do you have any words to leave to leave the good people with there, Reverend? The Lord will smite you with consumption and with fever and with inflammation and with fiery heat and with the sword and with blight and with mildew, and they will pursue you until you perish. Most of them died instantly, but a few had time to go quietly nuts. Amen. Need more shenanigans in your day? Find them at bspodcast.us twitter.com slash board shenanigan our iTunes feed or at facebook.com slash board shenanigans Also, Stitcher. I don't know that I have... I, you can't just say dance monkey dance. 
Uh, I guess that's, nah, you know, I was just hoping you'd just start spouting off nonsense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which, I guess we need to do after the countdown, right? Because that is what you generally do, is just spout off nonsense. Um, oh, so do, do I need to make a preemptively make a weird noise now? You could if you want. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, okay. Just... okay, then you must. <laughs> it's, the only thing standing between you and certain doom is a weird noise. <laughs> <laughs> Sa- save that. Save that idea. We'll do that in a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't know that right. was an idea. I thought that was me just making jackass. No, 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 no. We're gonna do that. Like <laughs> the weird noise between you and certain doom. What noise would you make? I'll, I'll ask you, then you ask me, or you, whichever way we do it. We we both have to answer that because that's funny to me. All right. Um, I'll 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 make sure to ask you that question again. All right. Oh, let's see. Let's do. <laughs> You ready? Yeah. 